So I'm gonna take his soul. I want to see how bad he wants to play. What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Stacker, Tanner Martin, entire hood. I'm your host, Max James. It's great to be with you on this Thursday, September 3rd. Tanner, back in studio today. Yes, sir. Woo! How you guys doing? We missed you, man. Yeah. Ready to talk some Phillies, Eagles, and whatever else we have in store today. Yes, sir. Preseason was complete last week. The Eagles made final cuts. A couple of notable cuts they made were Josh Adams and Greg Ward Jr. Um, the final roster is now set for Sunday's game against the Washington Redskins. The Philadelphia Phillies are 71-65, two and a half out of the second wild card spot. Reese Hoskins is snapping out of his slump at the right time, and Bryce Harper yesterday hit his 30th home run of the season. For the, uh, that, was a, that was the third time in his career that he's hit his 30th home run in a season. And uh, a couple of notable players I want to point out this year Scott Kingery and JT Romuto have really been consistent all season long. I just want to give them a quick shout-out and a couple of side topics for later on the show. Jadeveon Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks. And Shady McCoy signs Whoa. with KC, reuniting with Andy Reid. And screwed up my one fantasy draft. Ah. What, did you want to take them and you missed them? You missed well, out on them? well, first off, let, let's get this out the way. I had a fantasy draft a couple of weeks prior to, and I got Damian Williams for a steal. All right, so I'm hyped. I'm excited because I know he's going to be the feature back. And all of a sudden, Shady signs with the Chiefs, which I predicted in the group text, by the way. Thank you, me. So I got livid because now I got to hurry up and try to find a flex. But it's all good. That's problems for another day. Well, there's a lot of players out there on the uh, the free agent. Yeah, I figured out sheet the free agent wire. Uh, but I want to start the Eagles today. Um, obviously, a lot of anticipation, a lot of excitement for this uh, upcoming weekend, this upcoming week because you know game one Thursday night. They want to see. Packers Bears on Thursday night football. Um, you guys excited for that one? Obviously, yeah. what are you guys looking oh, for? Yeah, yeah always excited for a Bears and Packers game. Absolutely, it's always down to the wire. Good NFC North matchup, man. A good rivalry, man. The Bears defense. I think they're going to be real dominant this year. You know, is Aaron Rodgers going to turn return to the Aaron Rodgers that we all know and love and see, love to see? You know. Especially under a new head coach. This is exciting, man. It really is. All right, I want to start with the Eagles here. Uh, a couple of cuts that I wrote down here to start the show were Josh Adams, Greg Ward Jr. But do you guys have anybody that you think should have made the team that didn't? Um, Not off the top of my head. Um, Funny enough, Clayton Thorson actually got signed by the Dallas Cowboys, which I find hilarious. Well, I wasn't that high on Clayton Thorson anyway. And then, like... He only had that one good preseason game where he actually looked decent. And then the fourth preseason game, he just came out and looked like hot booty. So Did he get signed to the practice squad or to their as their backup? Uh, practice squad, I believe. Okay. Practice squad, I believe. So, 
that didn't it surprised me, but it didn't surprise me. But you know, it's a shame that we had to sacrifice a fourth round pick that could have been used towards you know another player that you can add depth for. But you know what? It's all good. That that's just I don't know that some that move just makes me think like ah oh, this will come back to bite us in like four years really dude yeah I hey I never feel good about things like that ever what ever well, D- the, really come on the good thing I thought I We're really liked Greg Ward during um, the preseason I did watch a little bit and I'm glad that they did sign him to the practice squad yes and I'm glad he's still there for our if we need him at any point agree you know He's a good gadget player. Yeah. I think he can do a lot of things, catch passes out of the backfield. Yeah. He, used to, he was a quarterback at the University of Houston in college. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, th- I thought he was a notable cut. Josh Adams, on the other hand, I get why he was cut. But, again, he was picked up immediately. I just think there was so much talent in this uh, – I shouldn't say – I mean, not talent, but then again, depth on this uh, preseason roster that we had. And he got snagged by the Jets – couple days later so he's a good running back but again we didn't we just didn't have any room for him we wouldn't have had to get rid of him if you wouldn't have signed darren sproles but that's another that's another argument for another day and smallwood went and got signed by the redskins and he did say in an interview that he was looking to looking forward to this week one matchup against the eagles to prove them wrong and to whoop up on well he probably won't even play yeah he's number four on the I think he's number four yeah. on the depth chart right now. I mean, that's so. ludicrous. Man, look. I can't believe he actually got picked up by a different yeah, team, to be honest with you. Things like that happen where um, the another division team gets a player like that just more for insight on, say, the Eagles. More yeah. insight. The yeah, Red Bulls get more. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I mean, and y'all know how I feel about Wondell Smallwood. I did not value him very much. Um, I, I personally didn't like him because, you know. There were times where he would look like a dominant back, and everybody was like, okay, okay, maybe he's turn, finally turning around, maybe he's finally getting decent, and then all of a sudden, he'll look like, you know, he, he's hitting the back of an offensive lineman, and I'm just like, dude, are you closing your eyes going through a hole? Like, what are you doing? Open your eyes. Hit the hole. Jump to the jump cut to the outside. Come on, man. That's what she said. Well, listen, I wanna, I just, one thing I want to point out is, we know how talented this team is. We've been talking about it for weeks now, but... The offensive line really hasn't played together as a whole unit all preseason long. Are you guys have any concerns with how they're going to start the season together as a unit and you know perform on the field? Yeah, all week, in worried. week one, I'm worried that they'll trip over themselves and lose to the Redskins. <laughs> You're actually worried that we might lose this game, dude. There's a small dude. You, you I've seen crazier Anything's things. Anything's possible. Oh, uh, I'm, no, I'm not it's saying. Ridiculous. Yeah, I, I get that. I've but, seen I've seen crazier things. I mean, you're making it sound like you're a little worried, like you're nervous that we might actually lose. Like you don't have any confidence at all going in. Shut your yak. Shut my ass. <laughs> Yo, T, do you have confidence you know going into this game? I do. This is this is still the Washington Redskins. I mean, come on now. I mean, I don't expect. Listen, because the offense hasn't collectively been on the field together, I don't expect it to come out like a well-doiled machine, but I still do expect a victory on Sunday. Divisional games are always different than, say, other games on the schedule. They're always, they always seem more difficult to win. And what, what player are you guys most worried about on the Redskins coming up week one? Ryan Kerrigan. Because he's a pain in the rear end. I say Landon Collins because he's a do-it-all D-back. How about you, Chris? Let's let, let's go with Adrian Peterson. Oh, wow, you're nervous yeah. about Adrian Peterson. Why, why are you nervous about Peterson? <laughs> hey, how, hey, dude, man, yeah. that's ludicrous. Guy, guy's experienced, man. I'm more worried Remember about Darius Geis. Yeah, I'm worried Remember? about Josh. Yeah, Norman. and, and, and that's, the, that's the sickening part. 
There was Mark Sanchez was in that quarterback, and he rips off that ninety plus yard run, and I'm just like. Who the heck do you expect was getting the ball? I'm sorry. Hey, it's too I mean, early in the morning hey, for this. Hey. I was at that game. Were you now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. same. I mean, I'm, I'm also curious to see what Darius guys can do. And when I say curious, I mean, I hope he doesn't do anything. But <laughs> then again, I also picked him up for fantasy. <laughs> You're not plugging him in the starting lineup, are you? I wouldn't suggest I, not, that. Not week one. I was about to say I wouldn't suggest that. <laughs> Yeah, I think this won. team's going to have to uh, outscore opponents in order to uh, win exactly. games. Almost kind of how like we did in 2017. We just put up points and put up points. And I don't know if this defense is as good as that unit was in yeah. 2017. Yeah, that's... I think the offense is definitely better than it was in 2017. But I don't know if the defense is going to be able to hold up for a full 16 games, especially because the key guys that you know are on this defense really haven't played too much. Fletcher Cox being the most notable. I mean. Where's he at with his foot injury? Um, um, they are expecting him to uh, start week one against Washington. So he is going to play on Sunday. Um, and another notable injury is Ronald Darby. They said he's going to start. Um, it's going to be him and Sidney Jones um, starting on those um, outside corners. Is Ronnie McLeod starting? Yeah, Ronnie McLeod. McLeod. Yeah, he played in the, he played in the preseason. McLeod and Jenkins back there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, the back, so you know, our backfield is going to be pretty sound. Um, yeah, but I just hope Ronald Darby, you know, can catch up with the rest of the defense. That's the only thing I'm worried about. And then on top of that, like, he's an average cover guy, but can't tackle to save his life, which is kind of one of the things that you need to do as a corner nowadays. That's crazy. So, you know. Jalen Mills was placed on IR to start the year. Get. <laughs> y'all know how, listen, y'all know how I feel about Jalen Mills. You shouldn't cheer for an injury. What do you I'm guys, not cheering for an injury. What do you guys think about this LeBlanc um, extension or contract? That was interesting. That was interesting. He got placed on IR too, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Like right after? Yeah, injury. that's the interesting part. They extend him, and then immediately, pretty much afterwards, is reported out that they're placing him on IR. Um, he's de- designated to return by week eight, and I found that pretty interesting. I think they just wanted to lock him up. Yeah, I think yeah. they just got faith in the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, first play in the in the in a playoff game but, against the New Orleans Saints, you grab an interception from one of the greatest to ever do it. Drew where did Bruce. he come from? Does um, anyone know? I think Carolina. I think Carolina was his last. Kind of a guy that just showed up one day. Yeah, we were so and injured. We last started year. saying his name. Yep, he just stepped out on the field yep. like week eight, nine, whatever it was last year because of all the injuries we had, and played well for us and got us into the playoffs and gave us a shot. Not him personally, but, you know, the team, the defense gave us a shot to be there in the end, you know, against New Orleans. Obviously, it didn't work out, but um, I think I think this season, the early part of the schedule, you know, when I when I look at Green Bay early on, I look at Atlanta early on, that's going to be two big tests for this defense with two good quarterbacks that love to throw it, Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers, you know, mm-hmm. so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch. I agree. I agree. And then, like I said, y'all know how I feel about defense. Um, they have one of the best – Best edge rushers in the game, and Mac man, and dude, I don't think there's a tackle in the NFL that can stop him. I really don't. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, Khalil Mack, man, he's. I remember the one. Remember the one play last year, opening week, where he just like stole the ball yeah. from Kaiser, picked it and ran. Yes, it, it was a robbery. Yes, it's like, like unfair, man. Like it's stuff like that, man. Like he, you, like he, he really is an argument for best defensive player. Um, in the NFL today, and it's hard not to argue that. For a while, he was one. He was one of the top five for MVP mm-hmm. for a good portion of the season too. Mm-hmm. So, I, I still remember a stat. I think it was like week three. They compared his stats to the whole Oakland Raiders uh, defensive stats. He had more picks. He had more uh, sacks, and I just thought it was crazy. Yeah, Dude's it was. nuts. 
Yeah, I'm just anxious to see Carson, man. I just want to see him out there. And is he going to play like the 2017 that, Carson Wentz? Now that is. Is why. he going to be out there? I just oh, remember that first, that first, that uh, first, that first drive against. Or I shouldn't say the first drive. I don't know if it was the first drive, but you know the game last or two years ago against Washington, where he's scrambling away, throws it to Aguilar. That's basically jump started the season right there. I mean, are we going to see that movement? Are we going to see? That uh, that arm, that deep ball arm. What's that? Look, that's why. That, uh, I'll be honest. Carson Wentz is why I'm nervous about the game. About, about the season. About or? the season, dude. About the season. Just because I, I saw what he did in 2017, and I had such high hopes for 2018. Yeah. Because I, I was like, man, how can we? How 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 can we lose? You could have. I was like, eas- how can we lose? I agree, but we could you could have easily said the same thing about 2017 when he goes down. You're like, we, we had high hopes for 2017, and he goes uh, as the season went on. I should say. I think. And I think everyone had. What, uh, yeah, I've but he gets injured, and no one, no one had any hope in Foles. You know, the greatest quarterback of all time, Nick Foles, came came <sighs> in and what? And then 2018, a lot of expectations again, and once goes down. Here we are again, 2019. High I, expectations, I, I, man. I'm so worried if he if he listen, if listen. He can go through a whole season. Listen, guys. I know he did it one time, but that was that was coming up on what three years ago. Listen, guys. We keep bringing up the fact that you know this team that we have high expectations for this team. This, that, the third, another. Look, that comes with the territory of winning the Super Bowl. Okay, okay. There's gonna be high expectations now from henceforth, now and forever. You know what, T? I want to tell you something. I, I, I visited my aunt in Connecticut okay. this past weekend. All right. All right. You know who who's up in Connecticut? New England fans. Mm. And you want to know what New England fans all say? Ah, I'm just prepping the Super Bowl party later. Mm. Oh, it pisses I, me off. Already sending out invitations. You think they're breathing hard? Nah. They're like, nah, we got this in the bag. Right. Yeah. Okay. You think they're breathing hard up there? No. No, no they're not. Okay, I I like I. The, so why can't we as Philadelphians the, the, embrace that? Like I can feel the stress as, in my heart right as now. As Eagles fans, why can't we embrace the same thing New England embraces? Because I'm worried about Carson. Wentz. And y'all need to stop with that. Okay, what's going to happen is going to happen. All right, embrace the season. It's a beautiful new season. It's crisp outside. This is perfect football weather. As a matter of fact, I'm finna call some of my boys and we finna play some football. Dog on it, I need to hit something. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing I'm over here. <laughs> T's going to play some touch football in his backyard. <laughs> touch. No, we tackle the ground. Flag, man. Max, flag. Man, we ain't playing no flag. One, one more thing I want to hit on is as LaShawn McCoy starts the next chapter in his career, uh, will he go down as the best running back of the 2010s decade? He's got 9,969 rushing yards, which is first. Uh, since 2010. That's crazy. 65 rushing touchdowns, second since 2010. 2,191 carries, second. 80 total touchdowns is first since 2010. Wow. Yeah, ever since he, he might, left yeah. ever since he left Philly, you know, went to Buffalo, you know, Buffalo's kind of the place where you don't really hear a lot, especially because, right. you know, how bad they, they have been for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. They're looking to take a step forward this year and in the years to come. Uh, but again, I think it's hard to argue that because he's been the one guy that's been around. You know, you see flashes in the pan. You know, you see guys that have one crazy season or two or three crazy seasons, um, put up ridiculous stats. But maybe an injury holds him back or something like that. So you could you can definitely make the argument of it. I just don't know if he was consistent enough. If he stayed in Philadelphia, I, should, I mean, if he stayed in Philadelphia, I think you can make the case. But the fact that he went to Buffalo and now. 
Kansas City. He's in there with Damian Williams, with Darwin Thompson. Ruining my, my one fantasy yeah, draft. He's, he's going to uh, he's going to get work, obviously. I'm but. sure he did it to personally attack you. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll go down I'm in history as the one of the best Eagles running backs because he's already yeah. our Oh, definitely. Out. Definitely. I don't know if I put him ahead of B. West, but... He's uh, he's up he's there. Broken, oh. He's broken. He's broken. B West. Yeah, stats. but, but yeah. B West would just B West would just B West. You know. Yeah, I know. Listen, you got to stop being sentimental. Talk about right, y'all, you Brian guys talk Westbrook. about me being sentimental. All right. It's almost like that B Dog. Like B Dog always be number one in my heart, man. <laughs> well, well, B Dog is number one nerd by his heart. That, like, come on now. Like, did you not hear that intro? Nick, <laughs> Nick Foles is number one. In my talk heart. about Westbrook and how we still talk about him, but his number. We already went into this. How his numbers not retired or anything. Rudy Ford actually took his number. Yesterday, when they were picking new numbers for mm-hmm. the Eagles, so Rudy Ford, huh? Yeah, I'm surprised how he actually made the team because he came in later on during the preseason in that trade. We sent mm-hmm. Hester that D tackle out to Arizona, mm-hmm. brought him in, and I guess he performed enough for the coaching He's staff. Not your cup of tea. <laughs> in the last two, hey, I haven't seen much of him. I can't, I can't say I haven't seen too much of him play, especially because the the fourth preseason game was, I mean, a who watched that on all honesty? We scored zero points and a bunch of guys that were going to get cut anyway. I don't usually yeah. turn off football games, but even I turn that football game off. All right, watch. that was brutal. That was <laughs> you didn't about the film tape on that one, too? Very little. Dude, very little. Dude, very little. I, I could not stand looking at that. That was. Don't you remember what you said in the group text? What? Tanner was like, yo, this is boring. And you were like, yo, this is great. Like, <laughs> all right. Singleton. I'm not putting up with it. Was too having much an impressive much. game. But he he got cut. I guess it's just it's just who you are as a player too, yeah. as well as what you do on the field. Yeah. You see certain names perform in preseason right. because the starters never play. So you think, oh man, these guys are going to play a factor during the season, and then you forget sometimes about all the other players. Right. You may you may think and remember, oh Fletcher Cox is hurt. That's why this guy's playing. Right. And then you don't remember that there's like eight to ten other guys that are also injured. They're still going to make the rosters because of their track record, right? Exactly, and you know those guys for the most part were out there to put film on tape, you know, for other teams to be able to see them so that they can, you know, potentially be picked up by another team. So you know that was their main thing being there, and it's sad. Like I, like Alex Alex Singleton, like he really did. He really did open my eyes. But man, T.J. Edwards, I'm so glad he made the roster. T.J. Edwards is going to be a beast at linebacker. Um, look out for him. L.J. Fort, did he make the roster? Um, I'm not sure yet. Uh, well, here I can look it up. Yeah, L.J. Look Fort was because he we brought him in in the off season too. Uh, yeah. And our linebackers are one position of weakness just based on the fact that we lost Jordan Hicks, Nigel Bradham. I haven't seen him. You know he's been hurt. Um, all he's training on camp. the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. 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 They, they said. Um. They said Nigel Brown was going to start Week One as well. So they said know. all the stars are going to start Week One. But the thing is, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him as that whole unit together. And that's true. That's and that's one of the things that that does kind of it does know, raise matter. my eyebrow. And it concerns. You shake off the rust. Yeah. Man. It, and it concerns me because you know that's you know that's the difference between you know a missed tackle or a missed assignment in coverage. You know, it's things like that. And then from what I've been seeing and reading, Nigel Bradham's going to be the middle line, going to be the Mike linebacker. So, you know, he's going to get all the play calls into his headset. So, you know, he's basically the default leader of the defense. So I just hope that he can really step in and, you know, return to that Nigel Bradham that we all know. I Yeah. yeah. I got to ask you guys something. How do you feel about this running game we got? Dude, I, I love this running game. Um, <laughs> to have first off three running backs, to have two running backs is good, but to have three, dude, seriously, you have your power back in Jordan Howard. Oh yeah. Right. Then you have your shifty guy, your lightning in a bottle with Miles Sanders. 
Then you have your third down guy you can, who you can use on screens and use out wide and five wide out sets and Corey Clement. And you can still also use Darren Sproles if need be. But, you know, the array of running backs that we have is really impressive. Like, there's no reason why this offense shouldn't be more balanced. Yeah, that, that, that's something I want to bring up because I don't know if it's just, you know, I'm dumb or I just see things different. Mm-hmm. But I definitely see a lot of Andy, obviously because, you know, Doug Peterson was under Andy Reid for so long. Right. I see a lot of Andy Reid and Doug Peterson, and what I mean is does not rely on the run game as much as I would like him to. I feel like with this staff, I, I we should see more of it uh, because – Last year, I you know our running game was so ineffective. Look, I know Josh Adams had a good season, but are you really <laughs> going to hang? Broke the rookie record. You, you really, but it's like he was our leading rusher I last know, year. Yep, I know, but still, you're, it's not like he wanted to hang his hat on Josh Adams. That's why right. I. That's why it's just circumstance. Well, the thing because well, you, you know we talked about last year Zach Ertz broke that record, mm-hmm. uh, but from uh, b- b- by Jason Witten. It's early. Shut up. But you know something I feel like made our that something that I feel like made our offense so ineffective last year was the fact that Carson really favored his safety blanket Zach Ertz, and I feel like it kind of made the offense really one dimensional. Well, that's the and thing. What and that's why because they something that was heavily talked about was when Nick Foles came in last year. Don't roll your eyes. Whatever. <sighs> When Nick, Nick Foles came in last year, he he really spread the ball out, and surprise, See, surprise. that's the misconception. You say he spread the ball out, but statistics show that Nick he, Foles threw he, he just still, as much. He still threw just, cold, as, just as much to Zach Ertz as Carson Wentz did. The, st- the argument is here, though. The still, offense flowed better. Sorry. It, it really it did. did. It didn't did. It? Yeah. It, it's why if we, Wentz plays full 16 games last season, we don't make the playoffs, in my opinion. I, mm. I agree with that. I agree. That's not a hard. That's not a. Yeah. I guess uh, it's safe to say Max is not on the Wentz wagon. No, he's not. Oh no! What? All right. See, Christmas. They're they're just. <laughs> okay. Look, I I'm definitely more negative when it comes to Carson Wentz than Max is, and it's strictly because I'm just concerned about his health. Okay. He hasn't been able to play a full season since his rookie year. Okay. I know you said he's done it once. That was before his he screwed year. up his leg and his back. I just I when I saw him come back last year it was just a different version of him and I get yeah. just one year removed so I'm gonna that's why I'm I'm right. not freaking out about it. I know his injury history and again with him coming up this season, right? I just want him to play like the twenty seventeen ones and I don't think we're gonna see that because of the injury. I'm not saying he's not gonna be good. All right, I just he, there was something about him that season I, that put him over the top. The plays that you see, but what about the play where there's three Redskins on him? He just came he, out of it. You know, yes. I don't oh, think the funny I don't part think is. I've spent, he was a magician. I spent hours on that one clip, still trying to figure out how he did it. I just think we're, he's going to be more answer. of a pocket guy, and he'll occasionally scramble. But again, another play, that Seattle play, where he's getting chased to the sidelines, and he throws, throws it, it down the side. Throws it. That was I just think crazy. we're going to miss that. On a knee. We're going to miss that magic. We're going to miss those special plays because I just don't think I, his knee's going to be. Or even the coaching staff might just say, "Listen." Play smart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was about to say. I feel like he's really handcuffed when it comes to his play on, in the field. They don't want him scrambling like he did. And see it's the, what got. It's what took him out that and, 2017 year. And that's the reason why I think they bolstered up the running back position because they want to go to a more balanced offense to be able to prevent him from getting hurt as much. Because right. listen, when you put the entire offense on Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz doesn't want to dink a dunk. Carson Wentz is a gunslinger. He wants to throw it down the field. All right, he wants big bombs. That's his game. All right. 
That's just who he I'll is. Throw it 70 yards Man, I know, I Carson, but you need to stay in the pocket and do it. All right? That's I, all I'm saying. I know we already kind of talked about this, but like with the addition of DJX, I really do hope that opens up the field for, you know, Ertz oh, it, oh, and it Aguilar. And, oh, it will. I mean, I guess it's just because I haven't seen in the preseason yet, but. Oh, it will. I think Aguilar is going to have a sneaky good season this year. A lot of people coming into the year said I that agree. one year, $9 million is ridiculous for his, himself I agree. because of. You know how he's played, but I think he's right. going to have a good season. I really think he's underrated, and I don't think a lot of people are going to key on him. They're going to key on Ertz. They're going to key on Jeffrey. I think even our Sega Whiteside is going to get attention because people around the league knows how talented he is. Oh yeah, I just right. think that leaves Aguilar open in the slot area, those uh, those uh, cross ring routes right underneath. You know, I think those little <laughs> dump offs he can get and then run because in open field he's got speed. Well, like we just said, with the addition of Sean Jackson, that opens up everything because the defense. Man, you you can go ahead and lead Deshaun Jackson one on one if you want to. All right, he's going to burn by your, your best corner. It's going to happen. All right, you can still argue that he's the fastest receiver in the NFL. And bar none, there's not, a, it's not mean, many corners that can keep up with him. Once, it's hard to argue. Ask Jalen Mills. Once upon a time, he might have been. Right. But I think there's a I guy. said one of, not the. I think you said the. One, on one, one on one. First of all, as a defender, having to react is just harder. You know, if yeah. he's yes. one on one, DJ's. Hits him with one move, he could be gone. Yep. Because oh, he still yeah. has that breakaway speed. If the safety's up high, though, and he's one on one down low, but the safety has shadow coverage, then you're, it's a different story. You know, he might not be the same guy who can just take the top off and take blow by both of those guys. Right. Because the safety knows he's going and he's backpedaling, backpedaling, but he might not be able to turn in time and exactly. before he, you know, really takes off. So, which, and which is another reason why, you know, and actually I have a clip for you guys, and I'm going to show you guys after the show of an example of. 12 personnel where they had Zach Ertz and Dallas Gardner lined out outside as wide receivers. And they had Nelson Aguilar and uh, Alshon Jeffrey as receivers. And I think you're going to see a lot of that this year. It's going to cause a lot of mismatch because in 12 personnel with the two tight ends, you know, a team, a defense could be thinking, okay, they're going to run. Not necessarily. It depends on the personnel that they send out. If they send out a nickel package, then yes, most likely they're going to run. But if you send out your base package, which is, you know, four down linemen or three down linemen and four or three linebackers, then I can take you over the top because you don't have the DBs to keep up with my receivers. So I think this offense is really going to be, you know, dynamic this year in that aspect. I hope we see a lot of Miles Sanders. I expect an excellent PowerPoint. Now, T, you <laughs> mentioned him earlier, but why aren't more people talking about Jordan Howard? He's the he le- he's third in rushing yards since 2016. Miles Sanders. Everybody's on the hype train for Miles yeah, Sanders. Yeah, but no one's talking about Jordan Howard. And that's good. Because then he's going to catch people by surprise and start trucking some people. And that's exactly I what I want. I Jordan Howard, I want him in the goal line situation. I, I, I think exactly. Miles Sanders should be a three-rounder. fantasy, but that was just I needed an extra running back. <laughs> you drafted Jordan Howard? Okay. Yeah. Well, you can never really draft an Eagles running back. Okay, wait. Huh. That's true. So this, Ooh, is, yeah. this is something I want to ask, and it's related to our fantasy draft. Okay, you, t- you auto-draft Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Which I think was kind of funny. Because, look, I don't think Christian McCaffrey is as good as people hype him up to be. Not necessarily so. Like, how much better is Christian McCaffrey than, like, Jordan Howard? But look at it like... Like, I look at it like... Christian McCaffrey's better than Jordan Howard. But I look at it like... That much better? Yes. But you have to look at it in fantasy volume. Jordan Howard is a runner, basically. Uh, Christian McCaffrey can do it all. Catch passes out of the backfield. Run. Things like that. And then, with Cam Newton being injured now, he's going to get more touches. Now, I agree with you with that because, not going to lie, I you know watched a Panthers game McCaffrey's rookie year, and I was like, huh, he almost looks like a receiver with as much 
with as many throws that were going to him, I'm like, ah, oh, he's a receiver. Oh, no, mm-hmm. he's, he's a running back. I just want to explain the Jordan Howard situation first. Tanner, Sorry. Like you said, Sorry. the first couple seasons when he was in Chicago, there really was no other running back. You didn't hear Tariq Cohen until last season, really. Nope. And that's probably why he got the majority of those carries, the majority of those touches, and they didn't really have another back. So that's why he got so many yards coming out of the backfield. But I think with Tariq Cohen now in play, uh, Jordan Howard was basically expendable because they got drafted David Montgomery. Yep. Jordan Howard really didn't perform when he got the carries last season, and there's a reason he got traded to Philly. So I just think we have to temper expectations just a little bit because if he, again, if he was this big time superstar running back, he wouldn't have gotten traded. Right? Do you guys know who else is on the list for most rushing yards since 2016? Who's first? Zeke. Zeke. And second, Todd. Yeah. So Todd Gurley. And third is Jordan Howard, and then fourth. Um, Christian nope. McCaffrey. Nope. Melvin okay. Gordon. <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Then fifth. Who's that fifth guy? Le'Veon? No. No, he missed the season. He can't. No, he mm-hmm. can't. No. Hey, he was talked about uh, maybe a week ago. Something happened. LeGarrette? No. No, I wouldn't be blunt. That wouldn't be blunt. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Hello, I'm trying to throw out guesses. What's the matter with you? His initials are LM. Oh, Leonard? No. Rhymes with Amar Iller. Lamar Miller? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lamar Miller. What is this? What is this? A Lamar Miller, another name. There really was nobody else there in the Houston backfield. Right. It was the Lamar Miller show. And he, he was even with Miami before that and played well. Right. How do you guys think Duke Johnson's going to do now that he's a Texan and there's not really... Who else is on the... the Carl, they brought in Carlos Hyde. Right. Yeah, so I, I think, think he's going to be good. I think they were they on the same? Were they on the Browns at the same time, too? Yes, yeah. they yep. were. Yep. I think those two so are going to mix go. well, yeah. you know. Um, they're gonna split. They're gonna split the time between those two. They're not gonna. Yeah, David you know, John, Duke, or excuse me, Duke Johnson isn't a workhorse back, but he he's, he's more of a receiving. Yeah, player. yeah, he's still a good player though. Yeah, he is. When yeah. they first reported that they wanted to trade him, Cleveland, I'm I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go get him. I thought he would be, he would benefit our backfield, you know, really well because of the ability to catch passes and line up out wide too. I hear you. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I, they're gonna split time between those two. I think, and you know, that's. That's pretty much how I see it. They don't necessarily want to put everything on run running back. And nowadays, if you really pay attention, that's really what the NFL is going towards. Like, they're going away from the bell cow running back because, one, as you can see with these holdouts, it's costly. And, two, it extends the life of the running back while also devaluing the running back because all the offense is not necessarily on one person. Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Ha! That's all I got to say. T, T, don't start. Let's get, in, let's get into fantasy. Cowboys are going to be good this year. You have to respect them. I, I hope they them. lose to the Eagles, but you have to respect them. I respect them, Matt. but I know what their offense is built on. Can we address something? Yeah, okay. Uh, about our fantasy. <laughs> you and the Before fantasy, we get into Chris. that. Chris is like this whole other world fantasy. <laughs> fantasy? Well, let's get into who we drafted oh, okay. first and who we actually wanted to. Okay. So, T, start off. Who did you want to draft? First? I wanted. And what um, was your pick? Well, my pick was Christian McCaffrey. I wanted Alvin Kamara. What number were you? I was three or four. Okay. I think you were three. Three. Okay. I wanted. I wanted um, Alvin Kamara, but he was taken away from me, so I had to settle, which is all good, because um, I still got a pretty good pick. And then this guy, Max, took my next pick, and Patrick Mahomes. But we going. If you, I'm a, I'm a, if you keep yelling like that, that, I'll mute your mic. Chris, what number pick did you have? And I had what? the six overall pick. Uh, 
He didn't know what to do. He was just like throwing yeah, dart. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I, I picked Michael Thomas. Oh yeah, that was interesting. Michael Thomas is a good least, player, but not a bad pick. I, there's no, there's definitely player. other players that were. There were other players. I was I was thinking about taking Todd Gurley, but <laughs> which I feel like I should have. I don't know. I dude, I'm I feel not like confident. He's not gonna have. A, I'm not confident the in my best team. Year this year, I'm not uh-huh. confident in my team. I would have. I, I was like. I, I was like, no one is dumb enough to let Alvin Kamara drop to me, but I really wanted him to. But no, that was yeah, never gonna was, happen. That was not gonna happen. I know that wasn't going to. I was just what. I was just like, maybe something good will happen to me for once. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, you. <laughs> I, yeah, I took Zeke second overall because um, if yeah, he comes back, he's bold. He's the best but, running back in football when he's playing, and I feel when, like when he's playing. Yeah, yeah, when he's playing, that's the issue. Well, they got it. They'll, they'll get him out but there. We'll see. They'll run, a, they'll run mean, him since, out there. Since we're already on you and talking about running backs that you drafted, who was that other running back you drafted <laughs> after Zeke? <laughs> what did I? Uh, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, is that what we're talking that's, about? Yeah, that's Melvin pretty Gordon. bold. It's that's <laughs> you're putting your team on the line with that. One. How you because draft? <laughs> If they do, if they do play, I get your point. If they do play, then that's a great team you have. I just take. I, I want to win, man. If they if they play, then I think I got a good shot. If they don't, then I'm in trouble. Because I know a guy last season that drafted Le'Veon Bell, and he was optimistic in his return. He said, "Oh, he's coming back week three. Mm-hmm. And then just every time it kept yeah, I kept dra- getting Yeah, I drafted Le'Veon Bell last year in my fantasy draft, and I was so livid. This is some bullshit. Well, I had the ninth. Overall pick, and that's, that's kind of a very bad pick, in my opinion. <laughs> it's it's like you want to be three through five. Yeah, that's the best part of the yeah. the draft. Yeah, but I had nine, and I was some one guy that I I wanted Saquon <laughs> first with my if I had an early pick. Yeah, and, but I, I knew he was I knew he was going to go first. Oh, easily. But I got Juju instead. Man, that's not that's a good pickup. I I felt comfortable with the pick. That's a good pickup. That's a good pickup. <laughs> hey, and then in the late, in the last round, I stole a player. No, no. from Jerk. all of you. <laughs> I stole the player that everybody was aiming for because everybody had forgotten about him. I said I'm going to flee somebody for a quarterback. Chris, tell them who I drafted. Tell them who I drafted. Admit it. The 2019 NFL MVP Nick Foles. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey. You piece of Swiss cheese. <laughs> I'm pleased with somebody for a quarterback. Yeah, okay, you are. Okay, listen, it's Nick Foles, all right? There's, <laughs> we got other quarterbacks yeah. out there left in our fantasy. We got, oh, yeah. Well, I hope no one has to pick Jameis Winston because mm. I'm sorry. No. But there is Jimmy G, Josh Allen if you need one, Joe Flacco. You know, Derek Carr is still out there. Jacoby. Yep. Hey, I mean, one that I think if he's... This is all fantasy people. If he's, <laughs> if he's lucky, if he's lucky, I feel like a guy who could get you some points is Matt Stafford. If he's lucky. Matt Stafford's a quarterback that's just here. Right. I might have it again. <laughs> he's just here every what, what, season. You don't happened? really hear anything about him. All right, you guys are going to have to Beatles this. <laughs> Got yeah, some technical difficulties. Nah, jeez. Right, I mean, we can still hear you. Hey, you you still got you still got Andy Dalton out there. Okay, listen, Andy Dalton, fits magic. When is when is his job gonna get taken? <laughs> <laughs> wow, jeez. No, I'm serious. He's not that great of no a quarterback. No one connects with AJ Green like Andy Dalton. Yeah. 
try, try, try pl- like plugging that in. No, the other thing. Yeah, that. Like push that down and talk. No. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on. Okay, Hit yeah. Uh, All right. Max, you're just gonna have to have a muted mic. <laughs> okay. Speak loud. <laughs> so, huh? What What are you guys' matchups week one? Oh, I'm well, going. I, I'm going up against the Matt Ryan, and I have Baker Mayfield. Then a James Conner against a Nick Chubb. Leonard Fournette against a Freeman, so I, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty, uh, pretty confident. I know I'm going to be I'm I'm going to be Chris this week. Yeah. That's that's going to happen. So, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. No, I'm going I'm going to beat you. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Max, you want to take my <laughs> mic over here? <laughs> no, I guess. <laughs> Look, All right, yeah, let, let's know. just do it. Let's just hop into the Phillies real quick. Oh, <laughs> oh but come Every on, time they man. win, there's one person in this room that's always like, oh, here they are. Damn it, let's go. Yeah, we're going backwards, man. Come on, man. Come on. We, we started the show off great, and now we got to be talking about an irrelevant team. Come on. I, I Well, I want to do something. Uh, Max, you've convinced me. Of something because there's still hope. a couple weeks ago. Look, I know you don't have a mic, but you're still in the room, and I want to address this for you and the millions of loyal listeners we have. No, but there there was a couple weeks ago where I ripped apart Bryce Harper, and I think it was a little deserved because I'm like, yo, man, you're the second richest guy in the league. We need you to come through, man. And I look, you know what? Now my mic's gone. Now my mic's now it's back. There, there we go. All right, the Phillies are seventy-one and sixty-five, and they're two point five. You know what? Games out of the second wild card. Looking spot. at Bryce Harper's stats, he is on pace as far as RBI wise to have the most RBIs in a single season. And hello, he he's literally <laughs> he's two back. RBIs away from having the most RBIs in a single season. And you know what, Max? I think he convinced me. Well, like, oh, sweet. That that Bryce Harper is having a solid year. I thought you were saying because yeah, I'm, he's I'm having a, a solid season. I thought you guys, I thought you guys were going to say I'm a miracle worker because so I just fixed Max's mic. Hey, uh, T, thank we're you for fixing Max's right mic. Yeah. They're uh, irrelevant. Look, I mean, he's he's still 12 away from most home runs he's hit in a career, but or in a season, but he's he has 99 RBIs. Like, what else can you ask from the guy? 30 home runs and 99 RBIs. He, he's two That's away ridiculous. from breaking his personal record. The reason we're losing this season is because of the pitching. Pitching sucks. But again, Drew yeah, Smiley kept us in the, the game pitching. yesterday. It's really the pitching that's just brought us down. Hmm. And our, was our pitching even that great last year? Not really. No. But it wasn't reliable. as bad, and we, we still... What was our record last year? Does anyone remember? Well, uh, I think we were like 81 and 83. Yeah, something like that. We were below 500 just because yeah. of that slump at the end of the year. That's right. We had a chance at the very end of the year. But this this season's going to be different. This season, 71-65 is pretty good. We're still two and a half out. Unfortunately, everybody won yesterday. 80 and we're 82. chasing. 80 and 82. 80 and 82. Oh, yeah. My math. So I'm not, I'm not into math. I said, what did I say, 81 and 83? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Um, something like that. But, well, I mean... Every time, like like Tanner's, every time they win, we feel like we're back on the bandwagon. Except for T over there. Nope. But uh, I it's, don't know. It, it's listen, the most wonderful time. <laughs> All right, enough of that. <laughs> Cincinnati for four games, Chris. These are games you have to win. Yeah, all you know? four. Look, I don't care about who Cincinnati has. You're a better team. And the Mets come up this weekend. <laughs> Doesn't get any easier, but man, 
that that game where Nola started that pissed me off because he goes through se- low life. seven was it seven? I only gave up one run, yeah. and we entrust the rest of the game to the flipping bullpen. Give, give up five runs in the eighth, five runs in the ninth. It didn't work out What's for us. What's he? <laughs> that did not work out for us. Uh, just why is Nola the only pitcher who can? Pitch a game. And that's the reason why you guys, I, I find it funny that you guys are still optimistic about the Phillies. Oh, there's still hope for them. They're going to go to the playoffs. Yeah. Two and a half out, the, T. Two and a half out. I know we said two and a half out last week and two and a half out the week before. As my partner would say, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tanner, you don't think the Phillies make the playoffs? Hey, I would like to see them make the playoffs, but they're just not consistent enough, and I don't want to see them in the playoffs playing this terribly. The one time we need... I want to see them in the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) The one time we need the Mets to come through for us, they get... Did they get swept by the Cubs last week? Yes. And then they took two out of three from us. So. They got swept. Max by the just cups. wants that Phillies playoff T-shirt. That's why I want that Phillies playoff (laughs) T-shirt. Hey, I want them in the playoffs because you never know. You never right. know. I Look, agree. I don't exactly. I'm not betting my money on the Phillies if I see Jason Vargas or Drew Smiley out there. Mm. But you never know. We're gonna need some help from the Cubs, though. Yeah, dude. Oh my yeah. god. I'm sorry, but yeah, you guys, you guys can continue being optimistic. I'm gonna mute your. Starting mic. Thursday, I'm gonna start breaking down some beautiful NFL Thursday. Film. Yep, Thursday. Oh yeah, Thursday. That's yeah. I was like, we're not back here. No. All so, right. yeah, you guys can you know keep your optimism over there. All right. I'm going to stay in the positive realm and talk about something that's relevant, to and you, that's the NFL. I, I, I'm not saying good things are going to happen, but if good things happen, you're not allowed to enjoy them. <laughs> I am pissed now, off. Now, Chris, I agree with you. Football is better than baseball, so let's trans let's transition to college football. Woo! Yo, man, that who's your guest favorite? This Notre Dame. Season? Notre Dame. Notre Ooh. Dame. Yeah. Clemson. Okay. Clemson, man. I, I, I hate you, T. Clemson, you homer. <laughs> Look, man, they got the best quarterback in the country on their team, man. Trevor Lawrence is a monster. Yeah, and, yeah, and a yeah. fool would disagree with that. You and Trevor Lawrence. You're the... doggone right. Me and Trevor Lawrence. You're doggone yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Florida. Ooh, that's I new. like the Gators. <laughs> that's called... Well, did that, it, my boy Felipe Franks? It might be just because I was in Florida <laughs> a week ago. <laughs> It's stupid. All right, let, let's Past just knock it. Let, let's literally, we'll, we'll get back to that. I just want to touch on this real quick to wrap up the NFL, and then we'll hit the uh, college. Clowny mm-hmm. to the Seahawks. Uh, we are, we got to, we got to the shady point already with Clowny to the Seahawks. Would you guys make that? I'm a little I'm a little disappointed because I kind of did want Clowny here because I look at our defensive end situation, and it kind of does bother me. Like, I'm not worried about so-so the starters. So I understand why Holly Roseman didn't pull the trigger because he felt like he has confidence in Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham. I personally don't have that much confidence in Brandon Graham. But, you know, I understand why he didn't pull the trigger. My whole thing is, you know, you're kind of going to need I'm, – I'm still kind of worried about that back those backup defensive ends of Vinny Curry, and I believe it's Deshaun Hall. Now, Deshaun Hall did perform during the preseason, but regular season is a whole different animal, so I have yet to see how he's going to perform. I feel like if Howie Roseman wanted to make this deal, it would have happened, you know? Yeah, just something that. Yeah, I agree. It's not that big of a deal. I agree, and then and then the one thing that does concern me was the once the trade went down, it went out that uh, Jadamian Clowney stated that you know the team had to promise that 
he wasn't going to get franchise tag. So he was going to be able to explore uh, free agency. After the season's over. Yeah, which was a, a concern of mine because I'm like, you know, you're, you're one of the Giving best. Giving up a big time. Right, piece. right. Like you're one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. And now all of a sudden, you know, I can't, I don't have, you know, your rights to yeah. you. I, I kind of got a problem with that as as an NFL GM thinking about it from his standpoint of view. So, you know, it, it yeah, is Yeah, I'm kind of glad we didn't get him. I know how talented he is, but there's a lot that goes into it that, Circumstances that I just didn't like, so yeah, yeah, I think yeah. So you know, all the all the best to the Seahawks. You know they got a they got a heck of a player for one year, but who knows after that one year? Thank you. you. Know, I got Russell thing. Wilson. Thank you. <laughs> all right, we got 15 minutes left here. What do you guys want to hit anything? Man, Jeez, Kyle, let's talk Philadelphia Union. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how good they are. Apparently, <laughs> they're in first place. Pretty good, okay. yeah. Apparently they're actually pretty good. They actually just beat Atlanta United over the weekend, three to one. Get Did they? Facts yeah. I, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm a, I can talk some soccer with you, Chris, if you want to. Uh, dude, I, I saw one Union game like four years ago. Right, never mind. Right. <laughs> Slide tackle, goalie, penalty shot. That's all I got. <laughs> T, what do you fake got? Fake injury. Goalie, that's it, man. Look, <laughs> fake injury, man. Getting back, man. Let's let's talk right, about something relevant. Let's get to college football. Yes, again. please. All right, that Auburn game. First off, there's no reason why Auburn should have won. That was that was disappointing. All right, I'm just saying. And oh, by the way, Oregon, you are overrated. It's all or- right. It's Oregon. pronounced Oregon. You, I don't oh, care. Oh, and by, and by Oregon, <laughs> overrated too. Yes. They got, well, they got a great quarterback though. Man, he's overrated too. Oh, jeez. Dude, he come was sail- dude. He was sailing passes. He was trying his best out there for his team. <laughs> oh, come on. I think I think best. every quarterback <laughs> can ask He's trying hard That's out there. Why are you throwing him under the oh, bus? Oh come on! Because dude, it's the simple passes. Oregon's offense isn't that complex. All right, their main thing is I mean, you know hurry up with tempo, dink and dunk, easy passes, get the ball out the quarterback's hands quick. Boom. Same thing as Chip Kelly when he was there as the head coach. Man, they suck. Sometimes All right, well, listen, they're ranked 11th in the country for a reason. Sometimes so. it's the simplest things. Wow, they do not suck. Okay, I'm not going to say they suck. Maybe that might be a little too much. But I think Justin Herbert is over it. Well, I'm just saying. He was, no, getting, he was getting hyped up the entire offseason. That's all I kept saying was Justin Herbert this, Justin Herbert that. About Bo Nix, the quarterback from Auburn. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. That's now, that guy. Yes. He's pretty good. I, I didn't see. I mean, he was, what was he, a true freshman? Is he a true freshman this year? Because mm-hmm. I didn't hear from him last year, I'll tell you that. And he comes in there week one, beats Oregon. I know it was a neutral site, but that's still impressive. Yeah, that's true. And they were ranked 16th, I believe. Yeah, He'll like definitely that. bump up higher now. Oh, definitely. Let's talk about a player that changed his team and had a great game on Saturday. I think I know who you're going to talk about. Who am I talking about? I think you're going to talk about Jalen Hurts. Yes, sir. Dog on right. Yo, amazing. great game. For yes, Jalen Hurts. he did. Yes, he did. That that was that. What like how many offensive yards? That man had three hundred. I know it's over three hundred. Yeah. was it a little? I think it was close to five. Close to five hundred. Yep. Six TDs, dude. He went off. Dude, that was incredible. I don't know if Oklahoma, the big question mark with them is their defense. Last year, they really gave up a ton of points. They played on Sunday, my fault. I said Sunday, Sunday night. No, that's all right. Yeah, um, but again, can they sustain this for a full season? Because they did play Houston, which is no pushover. No. But they did give up, uh, what did they give up, 24? Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, that's something like That's something like But that's the thing, though. Like, I don't think you can expect Jalen Hurts to come out and keep having games like that. Talented quarterback. <laughs> they were home, too. It was at Oklahoma. Right. So, you know, you, you kind of got to – defense kind of got to step it up a little bit. Giving up 24 points. I agree. 
You know what I mean? Because there's going to be teams where you're playing, like when you're playing Texas or somebody like that, who's right. going to be in the game, you know? Right. Now, Alabama game. Now, everybody. Alabama Duke. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody's high on, you know. Uh, Tua. Tua. I, I'm still hit and miss with him. Tanner likes Jerry Judy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, I do agree with Tanner. Jerry Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy got some moves, man. He He's an excellent route runner. He's but, great. He's going to be a top five pick. I think it was three to 42. Yeah. Yeah, but still, Tua, Tua was still inconsistent, man. Tua, like his, some of his passes were sailed, and you know, I, it, there was times where I was questioning his decision making on the field. And I'm just like, why did you throw that football? Where were you? Where were you looking at? Like that's the thing. In college, defenses are almost predictable because they pretty much show you what they're doing because they're they they're not yet at the NFL level concept yet. So they're showing you what they're doing, and I'm calling it out. I'm like, all right. They're, they're blitzing off the weak side. They're blitzing off the strong side. Hey, look out for that. You need to shift your offensive line. He wasn't doing none of that. Oh, boy. You're I'm, so smart. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm tri- I, I you know really... I'm, I'm triggered again. No, you're so right. smart. Too. I'm triggered again. Do it. I Nick think... Foles is the best. Let me tell you something. It, I, there's times when I say this. I hate college football. Because, especially in terms of quarterback, because they simplify everything for them. I mean, it's they college. Get, I understand that. But how am I supposed to know if you're pro-ready if the if your play calls are coming from the sidelines and they're all you know all these hand signals and whatnot and they're telling you what the audible stuff like that, what happened to reading a defense and changing the play according to? That's how you know you have a really good quarterback on your hands. Because Can, does he have the ability to read what the defense is going to do before the snap? Look, T, I'll put it like this: you could have the best quarterback in the world on a team, but you could have you know ten other me's out there. And that's a hard that quarterback team. is not going to perform. No, I know right. that is a pretty bad team. Yeah, <laughs> so you can't it, look. Okay, I know, I know the quarterback. You know, he's the guy who runs it. All right, but you're always on your back. Exactly. <laughs> look, but still, like, how am I supposed to evaluate? Like, it, it makes it harder as a scout to be able to evaluate a quarterback if. You know, in the pros, I'm expecting you to read who the Mike linebacker is every play. I'm expecting you to pre-diagnose what the defense is going to do before the snap. I ex- I'm expecting you to, at times, also control the protection on every play. All right, how am I supposed to be able to trust you with that if you don't show me that in college and everything you get is coming from the sideline? Like I said, it might not matter. Do we have a news alert uh, sound? Uh, you can play real quick. We will, we will. Well, we're working on that. Go ahead. The Dallas Cowboys have signed right tackle Lale uh, Collins to a five-year extension. Okay, I thought I, I was expecting Zeke. And I was nah, like, no. I kind of did I that want, just the full uh, max over there. I kind of wanted to hear Zeke sign, <laughs> uh, but, you know, he'll was, sign. Just relax. Uh, give it some time. No, no. Best what? running back in football. I wish he played for the Eagles. <laughs> um, I mean, who don't? How much money around? did the Cowboys have left? Does anyone know? Zero dollars. Uh, me. Very short. Nah. It can't be much. They'll always have money with Jerry Jones. Though. More than you know. We're talking about me. cap room money. Cap room. Oh, that's we're fair. talking about practice. We're talking about. They still got to sign Amari Cooper. Who I, that's I, what I'm at saying. This point, at this point, I think he's going to. They're leave. extending I guys I, like that, but they're not doing anything with the real guys. They can't. Either. They're going to sign. Well, they did, they didn't sign Dak yet. They're going to sign Dak. They're no, going to sign Zeke, and the guy that's going to be out is Amari Cooper. You think when when this all goes through, uh, Dak and Zeke are going to have 
they're going to be in the news together for their contracts at the same time. <laughs> the way this is going, it's possible. Man, that's ludicrous. Might be possible. <laughs> yeah, with Dallas, anything is possible. I will agree with that. But, um, yeah, they keep extending other players other than their main players, which is interesting to me because, you know, their offensive line, like, okay, Leal Collins, he, he's, a dec- he's a good tackle. I'll give him that. He's a good tackle. So... I understand they're trying to keep their offensive line in place, but really their offensive line isn't as dominant as it was in years past. So I understand a layoff Collins you wouldn't have let go, but you're still missing out on the core of your offense. All right? You still have yet to pay Zeke. You have yet to pay Dak Prescott. You have yet to pay Amari Cooper. Your main three offensive parts, who, by the way, is are, will be very hard to replace. But according to T, defense wins championships. You're doggone right, they do. You're doggone defense, right. Defense, huh? In the NFL, T, it's different. This isn't old school, you know, football, basketball, or defense. You really lock in. You'll put up points enough to how, how did win. We, how did we win the Super Bowl? Uh, you Nick outscored Foles everybody. And, and, yeah. Listen, look at Patrick Mahomes last year. Just slinging the ball. He threw yeah. over 5,000 yards. Does this he have offense. a ring? And does he have a ring? Well, he, uh, he, here we go with this he ring. May. He might. He, he might have a ring. Mm. Mm. He got a We put up 40-plus on the Patriots. That was offense. We gave up 33. You're right. It's offense. But what was the one play offense that – What was the one play that defined that, the game? That secured the victory, but we are we, – we, we They were still up got the ball time. back after that, too. Yes, there could have been they, a Tom Brady Hail Mary at the end. Yes. We were all expecting it, too. Yes. I was ready for my heart to get Yeah, I was, I was ready for it. Oh, everybody that ball was. bounced. I was like, oh, all right, Gronk's going to get it. Oh, everybody was. But at the end of the day – Defense won out, and we gave up over five. Thanks. We gave up over five hundred yards to Tom Brady. So you can't be sitting here telling me that defense was championships, especially that season when we scored forty-one and gave up thirty-three. Dude, dude, come on, man! Brady. Five hundred and five passing yards. Yeah, and defense the de- got shredded. Yeah, got and shredded. The, but the defense stepped up when it mattered the most, Max, and that's it, the main point here. It did for one play that mattered. <laughs> they got the ball, but we we scored a lot of points. No, I mean. It. I mean it's an offensive Who league. It's a passing league. more to that Super Bowl? Nick Foles or Brady oh, Brown? Here we go. <laughs> Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick oh, Foles. You can't even argue that. Dude. Nick Foles. Come on, guys. What? It's an all. It's a passing league now. It's an offensive league. Firepower. I don't know. Jake Elliott had a pretty important job that game. He so. did too. Hey, he did too. He <laughs> yeah. still missed one. Maybe more. Jake Elliott Brandon is Graham. inaccurate at times. At times. Yeah. At times, That's yeah. called inconsistency. <laughs> yeah. But when it matters, <laughs> you have one job. As a kicker, I think he he thinks about it too much. I mean, that one where he kicked the sixty, whatever one, he just kicked it as hard as he could and went in. I think he's just got to be like, are right, you know, what? I'm just going to kick this. He's like trying to, I don't know. Sometimes he just feels like he always hits it last. He's or trying to be Adam Vinatieri out there. You can't be Adam Vinatieri. You got to just be Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott. For me, his thir- his thirty f- his, every time he kicks, I'm not like okay, he's going to make this because I've seen him miss like 35, 40 yarders. Yeah, right. And those and those in the NFL really that are can't happen in the NFL. Right. Yeah, those that can't are the chip shots pretty much. This isn't this isn't college. And then once and then once again, like you have one job. Like there's one thing kickers do in practice: kick the stinking ball through the uppers. Now, if you practice, we're talking all season. We're talking training camp. We're talking off season. That's all they do. Now, Jake Kelly can mess around and be inconsistent if, if he wants to. I will tell Howie Roseman to hire Carly Lloyd to kick footballs in the NFL because apparently that, she yeah. can do ahead, it a whole Tanner, lot better what, than what some of these kickers out here. I was, was going to get into how how do you guys feel if we had a woman kicker in the league? If she scores points, great. Yeah, but how you going to protect her? And My high school had a girl kicker. 
Really? Yeah, and she actually made ESPN because she laid a guy out on the sideline. Dude, I remember that. It was like, really. Yeah, I remember thing. that. Oh yeah, that was cra- that was crazy because that, yeah, that went viral. I remember that. Oh man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, Max, how would you feel if we had? A woman I, don't, I wouldn't be very confident. Uh, there would have to be, <laughs> wow. I wouldn't know. How would you Look, go about that? Get, with, if listen, she plays, listen, if listen, she listen, plays listen, a sport that involves listen, kicking a ball listen. for a living, I would hope she would it's, do well. It's not that she can't do it. It's just the video that went viral was she took like three extra steps than a normal kicker would. There was no rush coming at her. I mean, what if it gets blocked? Then she's on defense. She's going to get trampled like a stampede. I feel you. You know, so it's not that and you can't do it. It's that's, just that's the part that I do worry about. Like it's stuff like that, man. Because you got three hundred pounders coming at you. It's I mean, then she's like on defense, like she got to tackle somebody. Like, come on. Yeah, that's true. Slide tackle. Slide tackle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we, we think we think we think a punter having to tackle somebody's bad. I mean, Carly Lloyd out there trying to tackle somebody. Mm-hmm. There is. I don't know. And then it'll be like, oh, she got hurt. Like, what are you doing? Hurting? You know, the whole thing. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's a video What's the problem now? on Instagram of this punter. I forget which team it was for, but he got absolutely laid out the other day. He was trying oh. to recover from a from a muffed punt, and he picked it up and just got clotheslined. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Ruined. man. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Don't go on it, Max. I'm sick and tired of you derailing this show. Breaking the fourth wall. I am sick of this. All right. Hold on. Sometimes you get a... With these windows this over here. It's so nice out here. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not putting yeah. up with it. It's too much horse. <laughs> it's too much. Jeez. When did the flyer season start? Ma- Ma- October. <laughs> Why do I know that? Yeah, I do. What are you guys most excited about for this upcoming chest. flyer season? Uh, You're gonna watch hockey this year? Probably. Uh, no, I was just giving it a, a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, I'm excited. I will watch a little bit more hockey I'm, this season. I'm I'm always excited, but I just have a funny feeling they're just going to hurt me again, like they have since 2012. No, I, I think this year's gonna be different. If if okay, to have a good so, team, they have so, bets. Okay, look, I'll don't put point. it this way. I'll, I'll put it this way. I give you a half hour for football. You got to give me five minutes on hockey. <laughs> This way, okay. The thing with Ron Hextall, he, nobody cares about hockey, Max. <laughs> he was, hey, quit yucking Your my yum. Your best friend over quit, here does. Quit yucking my yum. That's my yum, man. <laughs> quit, okay, quit yucking it. Uh, okay, no. The thing with Ron Hextall was he was great at drafting people, and then he wouldn't play the people he would draft. Now with Chuck Fletcher at the helm, hopefully some of these guys that Ron Hextall drafted will get a chance to actually play. And I hope that just turns everything around because they have just been bad since 2012. And I I'm can't wait for that home opener. <laughs> I mean, at least they make the playoffs on like other Phillies sports they, teams. They make it every other year. I mean, they are on schedule to make it this year because they, you know, missed last year. It's true. And, yeah. Well, they had no shot in hell. They had like, what, 12 goalies last year they used? Yeah, which is stupid. <laughs> at least we have Carter Hart now. Yeah, and we have good veteran defensemen. Carter Hart, who might be the best goalie we had since, like, the well, 80s. It's an outrage. All right, all right. I let's, met let's, Carter Hart just to let everyone know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, I, see, st- I still see. love the way you, you told that story. Let, you were like, who's this guy? Yeah. Let's shut it down. Let's shut it down. All right, so <laughs> y'all missed any of this episode, you can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com. We are available on all major platforms, Google Play, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube and more. Now, 
Doggone it, it's football time. I don't want to hear no more about the doggone Phillies. I don't want to hear no doggone hockey until October, all right? Hey, Let's go. You'll be Let's sorry. Go Next week, we'll be here to talk about all the college football games, all the NFL games that transpired over this upcoming I am weekend. pissed off. So, everybody tune in next week. And, hey, if the Phillies have a good week, you'll be sorely disappointed, T. Mm. Shut your yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'll be sorry. Yeah, sure. You'll be sorry because, hey, the Reds are no problem. The Reds are... Uh, tune in next week. I'm going to regret saying that. At this early hour of 8 a.m. <laughs> See you, guys. It's ridiculous.